Welcome to the Real Woman Factor podcast. Here we talk about real topics that affect real women. We're two life coaches who help women discover who they are and what they want. And we close the gap between where they are right now to where they want to be. We focus on topics that matter to you as a woman and all the many roles that we play. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening right now. This helps us reach and ultimately help more women. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back. We are ready for episode eight. Yes, we are. I know, it seems like it's trucking along right now. I I know, it doesn't even feel like we've done eight episodes. (laughs) I feel like we just started. Mm -hmm. Every week feels like a whole nother reset. I know. We've not done this before, so let's go. Anyway, all right. So we are still talking about wellness. We are still in this series of wellness. Um, I hope you ladies have enjoyed um, this series. Be sure to like leave us some comments and leave us a rating um, wherever you're listening to this podcast because we really, really, really appreciate it so that other people can find us. Um, now that that's out of the way, shameless plug. Today's episode, we're talking about releasing the weight and it's not to expect. So when we talk about weight, we're talking about all of the things that weigh us down mentally and physically. So we're going to be talking about physical weight loss, but also mental weight loss. Um, and they're both related to one another, you know, more than most of us care to admit, um, right. especially nowadays with this Instagram, this instant life, this we have it now mentality that we have. Women think that they can lose weight overnight and then everything gets better. Life gets better if I could just lose this weight. So we go to these extremes of trying to figure out this weight loss thing. And it really is so complicated and so um, loaded, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot to, to, to just weight loss. So it's not a quick fix. It's not just losing physical weight and then my life will be better because you see it so many times people are going to the doctors to get cut stuck and tucked and you know their lives that they almost get worse and they don't get better or you know it's not what they thought it was going to be yes I just saw a uh, I read a post on Facebook the other day where a lady's cousin went to the Dominican to have some sort of surgery (laughs) related to nipping and tucking and she did not make it she passed away and so oh, she actually put out like a clarion call on Facebook. Please do not go to, mm-hmm. you know, this Caribbean island because they are people are going down there to get surgeries mm-hmm. and it ain't good because these doctors don't have the same credentials and, you know, equipment mm-hmm. or and just access access. To medical right. care. When right. you have an emergency, you know, they right. probably can cut you and tuck you. But when you have a medical emergency or something underlying because they don't know you. They don't have a medical history. You running in there talking about everything is fine, but you didn't tell them about, you know, your diabetes. You didn't tell them, you know, or maybe you don't even know that you have some type of allergy or you have something going on and neither party is right. But, you know, you can't go down there and think you can do that. Like, I just think that's crazy to me how people put themselves in danger. They put themselves in the line of, just like uncertainty, you know, right, even with the stuff right. like with the women going to get their butts blowed up. Right. Stuff. Right. Who? I wish I would lay on a hot <laughs> motel bed and you're going to put my 
put fix a flat in my ass. Like it's not <laughs> happening. I'm not right. doing it, but they do it, and it's crazy to me. Right again, I, like you said, it's the obsessed culture of image that we see right. on mm-hmm. social media. People are just obsessed with it. You know, it's obsessed so funny because like right obsessed with perfection right and instead of just being okay with where you at and who you are mm-hmm. and loving the moment that you're in but yeah. right and and what you have going on because that's what makes mm-hmm. us who we are it's all of the intricacies all the differences all the variances and shades and colors and shapes right. and sizes and like that's what makes us who we are and one thing that's funny one thing i'm trying to gravitate to or to live by is people that just embrace who they are instead of trying mm-hmm. to become something. Um, I was watching RuPaul. It's totally kind of off the subject, but I was watching RuPaul. She was on, he was on some show and they, or you know, it might've been on the internet. I can't remember it all runs together whether I'm watching YouTube or Facebook. <laughs> I don't even know, but it was on media somewhere. And it was just his story and he just talked about, you know, how he was and how he became to be and, you know, just his, uh, this um, person that he evolved into. And he said, you know, his freedom came with just embracing what was. Like, right. this is who I am. This is what I am. And he's found his success in being who he was, not trying to conform. And I think there's just, that's always the theme of successful people. When you hear them, they say, I just settled in with who I was and I let that go. And those are the people we love the most, right? Like right. RuPaul or Cardi B or, you know, somebody, you just embrace them because they love who they are. So it makes you love them more. So I think if, if uh, um, you know, sticking to our thing today and what we're talking about with releasing the weight, I think when people, like you said, get um, obsessed with perfection or they get obsessed with what they think life will be like if I get on the other side, that grass is greener thing, you know, we get off track and we lose who we are. So that's the basis of what we want to talk about today. We just want to help all women, especially ourselves, because we talk about our own experiences, just releasing the weight physically and mentally because they both are interlinked, they're intertwined and they matter. There is a psychological there's a scientific link between our emotional state our mental state and our physical state according to the 2011 food and health survey 77 percent of americans are trying to lose weight or avoid weight gain that's a lot and despite Mm -hmm. their efforts nearly 70 percent of americans are still overweight and still obese so that goes to show you that people are really trying they just can't figure it out And I think because we take it as a simple equation, like this calories in, calories out equation, that just simply is not true. Like people are not lazy or they lack willpower. There are just other factors that are at play that people don't want to admit. And I think there's a struggle because nobody has the answer, right? Like you may go to a doctor and he's going to strictly talk about your physical, the physical aspect, just eat less food move more and you'll be fine. Well, a lot of women do that, including myself, and that never worked. And mm-hmm. then there's a mental aspect where if you go to, you know, say a therapist or a coach or a psychologist and they're like, oh, well, it could be things like, you know, mental blocks that are keeping you from losing weight, all or nothing thinking, negative self-image or body in- image or personal trauma or past things that you have, you know, literally weighing you down both physically and so it's like they don't work together. So we have somebody who's treating the body and you've got somebody that's treating the mind and we really need to merge those things together, you know, mm. so that they work for overall wellness. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've been we've been preaching that since we started. It's an 
trifecta of things. It's the nutrition, mm-hmm. it's the um <clears throat> the exercise and the movement. I'm not gonna say exercise because it's just movement, period. And mm-hmm. it's the mindset. It's that whole thing. And they have to all be in sync. It'd be nice if we could open a wellness center with all those in one place. (laughs) Treat the whole body. (laughs) Exactly. Because we do have to treat the whole body. And I think that's why we get frustrated. I know that was my frustration. Right. You know, when you're going through life and you're overweight and you're going to your doctor and you're trying to explain to him, like, it's not that I'm non-compliant. I'm doing what you've asked me to do. That just doesn't work for me. So what's the next solution? And I just don't think that, and as doctors are great, I'm not hating on doctors who are saying that they are not qualified, but some of them have not, once they get out of medical school, that's it, you know, and they depend on someone else to give them this information when there is, we're always developing, you know, understanding the human body and the human mind. And so the old school, traditional, okay, just stop eating and work out. That doesn't work for a lot of people. And that's why you have 77% of Americans still <laughs> trying to lose weight. There's right. a problem with what information you are giving people. And I think we have to go back to before we were like industrialized, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. you know, like our ancestors. And you don't you don't see, you know, old photos of overweight people. Most of the time when you see like these indigenous tribes in these places, they're in pristine health. You know, mm-hmm. they have really great teeth and they have strong bones and they have these muscular, you know, bodies and stuff. And it's like, okay, they didn't have access to nearly the stuff that we have access to, but they're healthy. You know what I mean? So we just have to kind of, I hate to get on my soapbox, but we have to kind of <laughs> examine, you know, what's going on. And like you were saying, it's a it's a whole host of things. So in most cases, you know, to cure ourselves or the things that are weighing us down. It's a combination of things that we even talked about last week, like sleep, the nutrition, stress management, relaxation techniques, therapy, and our pursuit of overall wellness. You know, it's just, there's a lot of things to take into account. Mm-hmm. And we can't just say that it's simply physical. Right. right. I guess we'll dive into that. We'll work the, our way into the things that are weighing us down. Um, and they'll be mental and physical things. So let's dive into that, Demetria. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of, you know, give you, I know a lot of people have been asking me, like, what did you do to lose weight? How did you get the weight off? What are you doing? You look absolutely great. And it's it's basically those three things. It's the movement, you know, home exercise or being a gym rat, whatever suits your fancy. Or, you know, I did strength training and just basic movement. You got to get up your body. And that's something in our society where we sit at desk all day. We don't do, you know, like we said before, simply walking around the parking lot or just getting up and just standing up and stretching. Right. And we have the technology to tell us when to get up now with these smart watches, you know, it'll start Mm -hmm. beeping and say, get up, stretch. They'll give you a stretch to actually do. Mm -hmm. And then flexibility, you know, as we go get older into our mid age or, you know, late thirties, early forties, fifties, you got to learn how to be flexible because the body, you know, after years of just whatever wear and tear, you got to start flexing it a little bit more. And then nutrition um, is key. Um, I did whole 30, you know, I changed, I literally like cut a whole lot of things out of my diet and then slowly started to add them back. And then I could tell, okay, yep. Can't do that. That, (laughs) that triggers this, Mm -hmm. but I felt so much better when I focused 
I literally really, really focused on my nutrition and not just say, oh, I ain't eating, um, you know, pasta or I look deep. The whole 30 allows you to look really deep into everything and try to get you to eat whole foods. I think we talked about that last week about eating whole foods. And Chris, you did keto. So what was your um, keto? Well, not necessarily just like, I hate the word keto now because it's so over. Oh. <laughs> Everybody uses it. I mean, you have like slim fast talking about they got a keto. Oh, wow. Shake. <laughs> right. They're just, they're just dialing in okay. on the term. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. you're going to get this trash ass food off the shelf. Right. <laughs> like, um, give me a break. Right. Me a, right. For me, um, and having success and weight loss, it was mainly um dropping out processed foods, like you said, from Whole Thirty. Eat right. real food. If you mm-hmm. that's all your focus is, is just to eat real food, you'd be amazed at the shit that you won't eat because you're right. on eating real food. So eating this packaged stuff, these meal replacements, and these shakes, and these, and unfortunately, I work for a supplement distribution company. So I see it all the time and I see that they just recycle the same formulas over and over. They just change the packaging and mm. have the same formulas and it's the same product and they just re- <laughs> they, they change companies. <laughs> it's so funny. Right, right. And same stuff. Brand, mm-hmm. And the next day you come in, it's the same group of people. They've just changed brands and they're peddling the same the same stuff and so it's it's just so nasty out there some days in the sports supplement industry but um regardless people just need to eat real food whether that's right vegetables and fruit if you are you know living towards no meat because a lot of people have an issue with um eating meat which that's their things so for some people it's physical and for others it is a um not emotional, but I guess more of a cultural or a, um, what do I want to say? Mm-hmm. Like they can't, the care of the animal. They feel some kind of way about eating mm-hmm. an animal, but I have no qualms about eating an animal. I eat lots of animals. <laughs> I love cows and pigs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it's just eating real foods. I mean, somebody will say, oh, well, you shouldn't eat, you know, meat, but a, a steak is just beef. Whereas you're eating a soy ass impossible burger and it has 49 ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you do you. Right. Ingredients. Right. I stick to the beef. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so my experience has been, like you said, cutting out just processed garbage foods and just, and those things have an impact on our physical and our mental state. Sugar is so addictive. You know, and it's in everything from to spices to box food, processed food. It's in everything. And just we just have to be careful about that. Um, And again, like we were saying, people are trying to lose weight. They just don't have the right combination of things. You're getting this information. Well, it really doesn't matter what you eat. It's how much you eat. So they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I can just eat if it's fitting into my, I think there's even a trend, like if it fits my macros. So you have these people on Instagram who having buggies full of like pop tarts and pizza rolls because only thing they focus on are their macronutrients. Right. Instead of just the whole food, just a whole foods idea. So anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but just there's so much that you can do. But I think the premise of what we're trying to say in our own personal experience has been as women over the age of 35, 
you cannot play this game of like trying to trick your body. Our bodies are very smart and they want to heal. Oh, yeah. And I think it's right. healing before you can ever get to the weight loss. And that's one thing right. kind of discovered, like you have to be well in order to lose weight. So you can't right. force yourself or muscle your way into weight loss. You may lose a little bit of weight, but it'll probably be water weight and you may lose muscle mass and then you'll be skinny fat, so to speak. But anyway, yeah. So you really, have and that's to- the other thing too. You know, people want quick, fast, um, you know, results. And I've seen people do the whole, um, what is that thing called with the whole growth H- hormone H- where you H- eat five hundred, H- mm-hmm. right? But again, what we're trying to focus on—that's what I like about Whole Thirty. It's an awareness thing, an mm-hmm. awareness of the choices that you make and choosing right. whole foods. So you have mm-hmm. to, again, this flows into the mindset because I think even though we talk movement and exercise, even though we've talked you know, nutrition and food. Those are things that are to me, concrete things you can change. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing, like Chris said, is the mindset Mm -hmm. until you get that mind in motion Mm -hmm. (laughs) and start beginning, like we said, releasing some of the things that weigh us down and understand that this whole thing is a process. You didn't get fat overnight, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you definitely ain't about to lose weight overnight. It's it's Mm -hmm. taking me, taking me several years, you know, to throw on these 30, 40, 50 pounds of weight. And a lot of that, you know, that you got to understand it's a marathon and ain't a sprint. You ain't about to get there in the 440 (laughs) in 20 seconds, right? Or whatever. Um, And you have to understand that there are a lot of things that you've created in your life that has, has attributed to this weight that you've put on right Mm -hmm. and that could be you know like Chris said all or you know that all or nothing thinking negative thinking about your body image Mm -hmm. personal trauma Mm -hmm. and for me those were the things that weighed me down so in our pursuit of overall wellness I feel like there has to be some sort of a release you Mm -hmm. know most of us think of weight loss you know just you know oh I just got to get the weight off that's the physical part but there is also a spiritual and a mental release of weight, things that weigh us down that also needs to happen. And I read this quote, it says, a feeling of being overwhelmed, right, is your indicator that you're denying yourself access to all manner of cooperation that could assist you if you were not disallowing them. So that's that holding on, you're feeling overwhelmed because you've got, you know, things that weigh us down, like responsibilities, our roles, fear, doubt, anger, bitterness, overindulgence, you know, holding on to all these things are holding us back and are not allowing us to clear that out so that we can get the assistance that we need mentally and spiritually Let's to move dive forward. Let's some of the stuff that you just talked about because you you went uh, really fast and you talked about yep, yep, yep. Stuff like <laughs> the responsibilities and roles. So let's just kind of go into that. So something that may weigh us down are our responsibilities and roles, like you said, and like feeling like we have to do everything and being right. like superwoman, and this is this is particularly for women more than it is for men because they kind of get to. I don't know. For me, I buy into the act that we're nurturers by nature. I just feel like right. that's what women do, um, and so we do have this. I can take care of it. I can do it all. You know. Um, so a lot of times we feel like, do I even have the right to dedicate time to myself to become well? You know, mm-hmm. then that becomes the, do I have the time or the money to devote to buying real foods versus right. getting the dollar menu because it's cheap, you know, 
do I deserve to spend $7 on a grass-fed, grass-finished ribeye and some broccoli? Or do I have to settle for, you know, the dollar menu because I have things that I have to take care of and I can't devote that kind of commitment to myself financially or even the time it takes to prepare foods. So, right. you know, we go through that as women, like we don't even, that is what keeps the weight on and keeps us weighed down because we feel like we don't have the right to make a commitment to ourselves to do any better, you know? So you have that where it's like, I have too much to do. I can't stop or I can't go to the gym. I know you and I talk about this all the time because you do enjoy the gym and you've made a commitment for yourself that you block out time that this is what I'm doing. So come hell or high water, come, I don't have, the kids don't have <laughs> dinner. It's like, right. oh, there are leftovers in the refrigerator. You're going to eat that because my commitment to myself requires me right. to be in a place at this time. And that's what I have to do. And I think it's important that we have seasons where sometimes that's required. Where I have to right. say, exactly. this is what I'm doing for myself. And that's why it's important to have a supportive community, a tribe around you, your family, your friends, that people to understand this is a commitment that I'm making to what to myself to be well. And in order for me to do that, I have to do X, Y, and Z. You know, like, right. I have the right to do this and that's what I'm going to do. And I think that's what a lot of women struggle, especially when you have kids. It's like, right. how do I balance between being a mom and making this full out commitment to being the best mother that I can be, where sometimes that requires my time to be away from them? Because choosing one thing means I don't choose another. Because our time is very limited. That's a commodity we don't get back. So whenever I say yes to this, or if you're saying yes to the gym, that means you're saying no to time spent, you know, maybe doing something fun like watching a movie with your kids. You say no. Right. And that's and that was one thing um, we talked about when we had the episode about balance. You know, you have to always take an assessment of your environment and the temperature. <laughs> Go check the thermostat. <laughs> it might be too hot or too cold. And you then regulate, you know, based off of that. So I did what you just said. Like, I was like, OK, y'all eat leftovers, you know, being mm-hmm. a single mom. You know, I have to prepare. Right. So, I, you know, I have the opportunity to work from home. So I would cook dinners, get everything ready before I go to the gym. They get home school. They can eat. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was just leaving them <laughs> to their own devices, although sometimes it does end up that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, making that commitment to myself first. Right. Mm-hmm. Having that that selfish, you know, self-care and taking care of me first. If I ain't well then they're not going to be well either. Right. So we have to take that approach, Um, you know, making sure I had the meals ready to go for them. But then, you know, I did a assessment at the end of the year. Okay. Things have gotten out of balance. Let's adjust. Right. Mm -hmm. Now that I have a good structure in keeping myself well, for the most part, I can make that adjustment and rebalance life and spend a little bit more time and readjust. And so we like have to kind of like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, like a, yep. it's like if I'm going through a healing protocol. If I had cancer, yeah. I have to go to the doctor at a certain time right. every day. If That's I good. Had, you know, if I you know, I needed to be on dialysis, I have to make a commitment to, you know, go to a, a center to have dialysis at a certain time. Is it it is right. forever, but it's like I have a health protocol that I have to follow in these next couple weeks and we have to take our wellness that serious I have a wellness protocol that means that maybe the funds because the money sometimes is a barrier 
it's a physical barrier to getting healthy. Mm-hmm. And we have to just say, I have to divert my funds over here. So if that means not going to get your nails done, or if that means not going, you know, maybe doing your hair in between, but only having a hair appointment once a month, you know, and doing your hair yourself in between times or not going to the movies because I have to divert my funds over here because this is what I've committed to do. And we just have to think of it that way. Like it's not forever. You're not going to be in weight loss mode forever. If you do it the right way, you're just going to be in a, a a healing protocol. Is what I like to say, like I'm in the process of healing myself. And in that process, here's what's required for the next, I don't know, six months, you know? And then, Mm -hmm. like you say, you take an assessment and you see, okay, well, let me see where I can shift and do things like that. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you talked about was like fear and doubt and this not enoughness. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing that weighs us down. So we have like maybe this negative self image about ourselves. And I can guarantee you that weight loss is not going to cure that. Oh, hey, no. Because <laughs> it'll be one it, other thing. Yeah, you it'll do be this something do else. It'll be your hair is yeah. not long enough, or the texture isn't right, or your lips aren't big enough, or your eyes are too close together, or your nose is too wide, <laughs> or your teeth need braces. It's going to always be something. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. a personal thing that I know I struggle with is negative self-image. Doesn't matter how many times somebody tells me that I'm pretty, I always feel like, are they really telling me the truth? And I don't know why mm-hmm. I have that because I have no reference for somebody telling me that I'm terrible, I'm ugly. I'm not, I don't have any reference for that. I didn't grow up with that kind of trauma. But for some right. reason, there's this thing in the back of my mind that always questions my image, my self-image, you know, and that keeps you you stuck. So like you're saying, like fear, doubt, and this this not enoughness and weight loss just won't, won't cure that. So we have to fix that we have to come to terms with our self-image who we are you know I have 4c hair or whatever well it's not a mix I got a little 4c at the top and I don't know what's going on, going on around the edges <laughs> <laughs> but right. I can't do anything about that so there is no point in me obsessing over it so I embrace right. it with what I have I do what I have with what I've got you know what I mean so it's like my eyes are where they're gonna be I can't mm-hmm. think about it <laughs> so why you know go in uh I don't know go in this spiral of low self-esteem or low self self-image about that so it's almost like we have to be body positive where you have one extreme when you got Lizzo out here with her ass out right you know, <laughs> You got that over here, and then you have people that say, oh, well, you shouldn't dress like that if you're a big girl, because that's not appropriate for us. Well, whatever's right. appropriate just that, for me is appropriate for me, you know? So you gotta right. find a balance or, in there. And just having that whole thing, I mean, you know, when I first started, you know, looking into, like, really digging into weight loss, one of the things that kind of deterred me is like, well, hell, everybody out here doing weight exercise skinny. I don't need no skinny lady showing me how to damn do squats. I need a big girl because I'm a big girl. <laughs> Show me how I got to get down there and get my knees down. Like Those are the things that, um, you know, kind of can hear that fear and that doubt or going to the gym and being fearful of what people oh, yeah. don't think about me. If I go in the gym, you know, they're going to see my rolls. They're going to see my fat. I mean, it's amazing how you get, once you get in there, you're like, hell, everybody here look just like me. They just, <laughs> you I know, they're here trying to-, to get it. Just like I, I'm doing. And so we have to kind of remove the, you know, not have that fear of what are other people going to think? 
And I think more the more that we do things like this, like having conversations mm-hmm. as women who yep. are over 35 and I am not a fitness model, but I still right. have a right to speak about my health and my wellness because mm-hmm. it relates to me. So I think the whole, you know, like we were saying like the being okay and being comfortable with it, being okay and comfortable with whatever phase of wellness you're in or healing that you're in, you know, right. so it doesn't matter, you know, well, health and wellness at no matter what stage you're in, as long as you're making progress. I think we have to make it okay for people to begin. I have to, yeah, have to make it okay good. for women to start where they are and be okay. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to not talk about your health or not talk about your wellness until you've reached, you know, a size six. Right. No, you know, I can be a size 26 and speak to you about my personal experience with health and wellness mm-hmm. because I'm on a journey. And this is the right. phase of my journey. So I think in order to eliminate the shame and the fear and all that about body um, negative images, to be okay with where you are in your journey, as long as you're doing something, as long as you're waking up and you're committed to your wellness or you're committed to mm-hmm. your health, then you have a right to go out into the world and try to be healthy. You know what I mean? Right. And then just being an example uh, Mm -hmm. for other people by just starting where you are, letting people know, hey, I'm starting from this point and Mm -hmm. so can you and we can get somewhere together Mm -hmm. and then creating that tribe of people and then just knowing that you ain't going to get there overnight. Like, there are going to be some days you ain't going to want to do it, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe you looking at my page or listening to my podcast will give you that motivation, you know, to continue on. So I think we need to continue to show up for women Mm -hmm. as we are real women, unfiltered, right? Mm -hmm. And and show them that we can do it. Like, that's build that tribe of people Mm -hmm. and walk alongside them in that journey to let them know, hey, she right there where I'm at. I know I can do it, you know, and just get, keep continuing to give people that encouragement. And I know for me, um, I held on to a lot of anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness. And I'm going to tell you, that shit showed up in the weight. Mm-hmm. You know, just recently, um, you know, I got separated almost seven years ago. And, you know, holding on to all of that, my weight just continually just increased and increased just holding on to all of that pain and anger and just all that stuff and unforgiveness it it holds in our bodies right Mm -hmm. all of that is an indicator that we've got some work to do it's some emotional releasing Mm -hmm. that needs to happen and I will tell y'all when I be got to that place where I felt like okay I've not that I had a, a, what it, the closure that I needed, but just I felt better about myself in a mental and a spiritual state and decided to release all of that. That's when I noticed that the weight also released itself. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a like we said, a trifecta. It's a combination. You mm-hmm. holding on all that stuff, that anger, that bit, it's sitting in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. That's that's a lot. Emotions will weigh us down and keep us stuck and keep us from releasing our our um, mental weight and our physical weight. I think that's very good. Um, and another thing that keeps us weighed down is like overindulgence. You know, mm-hmm. we go on this thing where we are just living like there are no consequences, and I can just right. live my best <laughs> life. You know, YOLO. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, right. You only live once. And yes, that's a key that you probably need to pay attention to what you're doing. So it right. seems like something simple, but it is. Um, we do have to do things in moderation and we can't 
you know, just overindulge in anything, whether it's overspending, overeating, you know, whatever. So we have to kind of watch that. And then kind of along the lines of what you were saying, um, the emotional part was like the trauma from the past and holding on to the past. The minute you released it or you had the closure that you could get, things kind of fell off for you as far as your weight falling off and just the mental chains of that right. kind of hell off, fell off too. So that there's a there's a quote um I posted the other day and it just saying, you know, people like, oh, I'm doing really good and I like to explain to you how much I've overcome. And in that explaining what you've overcome, it takes you right back into where you're, you know, that state that you were in, you're reliving it again, right? Because our inner being, our, our true self never looks back, right? Because it does not wish to go back there, right? <laughs> and relive that stuff again. So that top taps into like just going back and reliving the past over and over and over and over again, rehashing those same hurts, those same wounds, and just laying in that trauma, right? <laughs> and I, I miss a scripture that... um Gosh, I can't remember exactly what it was. I wrote a whole blog post and I'll I'll find it and, and rehash it later. But it just where Jesus told the sick man, take up thy bed and walk. Like just get up. Like quit reliving the past. Quit laying in it, right? Laying in that sickness and that thing that you just holding on to. Let it go and move forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. So um, what are the things that you can do? So I know we've talked about stuff that's weighing us down, but now let's discuss kind of what you can do, practical things that you can do right now. If you are struggling with releasing mental and physical weight, if you are struggling with, you know, I've tried over and over, you know, I've tried eating less, I've tried doing this, I've tried doing that. And sometimes that just does not work because you have, again, all these other things that are at play. What can you do? So the one thing that you can do is to just trust yourself. Trust mm-hmm. that you know what's best for you and to listen to yourself. Own your journey and own where you are. We talk about that all the time. Anytime we're coaching somebody, you have to be real about what it is that you want and own the journey that you take to get there. Right. You know, it's just about you. So you've got to trust yourself. And in order to trust yourself, you have to make commitments to yourself and keep them. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you cannot mm-hmm. say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you don't keep that you learn to not trust yourself. And then anything that you say that you want to do kind of becomes smoke in the air. You don't really believe it yourself. And so you can't really make progress. So you have to really believe in yourself and trust in yourself and know that this journey, like you said, it's a marathon. You have to keep going at it every single day. So believing in yourself and regaining that positive self-image. Every day when you wake up, find something to appreciate about who you are. We've talked about gratitude over and over, and like it's never overstated. But when you wake up every day, what is it that I love about me? What makes me great? What makes me good? Like outline those things for yourself. Put it on a piece of paper somewhere and and say them to yourself. Let that be your mantra. Like I'm great mm-hmm. because I'm good because I deserve wellness. I deserve to be healthy. I deserve to be well. You know, I deserve to not have my knees hurt when I get out of bed in the morning. I deserve to have a body that I love. You know, I love the body that I'm in. You have to become, um, you have to rebuild the belief in yourself and rebuild the trust in yourself to do what it is that you need to do for who you right. are, where you are. 
Right. And the only person that you're competing with is yourself. So every day you need to just strive to be just try to be better than you were yesterday. Right. Um, and then also remember to practice gentle kindness towards yourself. A lot of times we get in this battle of beating ourselves up about the things that we've done. Again, holding on to the past, anger, for unforgiveness and all that stuff. And we have to learn how to be kind to ourselves, you know, give yourself a little bit of a break. OK, I'm just going to take a pause today. I did that yesterday. You know, it was snowing, raining, <laughs> and all the bipolar moods we've had with our weather this week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a pause on Saturday. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to relax and just release, relax, relate, release, <laughs> and just be, you know, instead of just getting into that spiral. I got this to do. I got that to do. I got that to do. And then before you know it, it's Sunday again, right? Or Monday, should I say. And you got to start getting your mind ready for the new week. Yeah. Um, another thing you do is like, practice forgiveness with yourself you know forgive your past release the stuff that has just been keeping you bound there's nothing mm -hmm. that you can do about the past and i quit looking back like there's nothing you right. can do about it you can't change it you can't i think you do... had a quote about that this week didn't you <laughs> i did i said quit looking at the past because i ain't shit back there like, nope. <laughs> don't look back there there's nothing back there there's nothing for you to do so just quit looking back there and don't don't focus on it. Don't don't focus right. on what's going on in the past. So just kind of let that go and release it and move on. Um, mm -hmm. And then clearing and, your... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say when we forgive, and, and this has been huge for me, we not only, you know, release the person from blame, but we also release ourselves from carrying that weight. And it doesn't mean that we forget what that person did or those people did, but we remember it as a place of overcoming. So forgiveness gives us our freedom back. It gives us our power back. And then we also have to remember that there is, um, you know, we have to remember that forgiveness of self. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to, like I said, we got to be kind, practice that gentle kindness toward ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just remember that when you're forgiving, it's not for the other person. It is more for you. And when you get to that place where you understand that, Mm -hmm. Again, you're releasing all of that crazy and mm -hmm. all that chaos and you make room for a better you. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, and more love for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. We have to turn back to that divine love that we've been given when we first showed up on Earth. We have to return to self and sort of and that, and that first love that we have, which is our love for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think people think that that's contradictory. Like, oh, you have to love others better than I love me. Like, nope. The love that I have for myself is overall and that it's above all. And it means that I love everything else when I love myself the best. Um, yeah, so you're absolutely right. And the past um, doesn't have to predict your future. So like you were saying, people living in the past, it doesn't, your past doesn't predict the future. So if you all have this thing where I've never lost weight, I've never been good, I've never done this, I've never done that, you keep dragging that forward. But the past right. doesn't predict the future. So you have right. to let it go. That's part of the forgiveness thing. Like I'm letting it be, like you said, making room for a new future. I'm making room for another story. So mm -hmm. yes, forgiveness, forgiveness, and in, forgiveness. And in that, we clear the clutter, right? Mm -hmm. Not only do you need to think about, and, and, and this is something I try to get my kids to understand. And also myself, I try to practice it a little bit. Just clear off some of the clutter. Sometimes it's just a physical thing of looking at your dresser or looking in your closet and you got shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
if you clear some of that stuff out, it will clear out your mindset and <laughs> just clean it off your desk. Mm-hmm. It ain't got to be no major overhaul in your house or in your room, but just start in little small spots, spots, you know, the junk drawer, you know, go in there and straighten it up, <laughs> you know, and, you know, straight- and spend 10 minutes a day, like set a timer, don't right. do thing, but just turn the timer on for 10 minutes and say for 10 minutes, I'm going to, you know, clean some things out and just get some stuff clear in my life and making room for other things. Um, and mental clutter, like take a mm-hmm. 10 minutes to write down all of the things that you need to do. I do that in the morning. It's like, okay, what am I worried about? What's on my mind? What am I dealing with? Okay, let me spend That's 10 good. minutes and just write a long list, an exhaustive list of all the shit that I have to do. If I got to call the insurance company because my policy is going up, if I need to call the cable company because I want to cancel, like all of that stuff that kind of rolls around in your head all day, get it out on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to think about it anymore. And you can actually make specific times to go back to that list and take care of it. If it ain't nothing you can do about it, write it down so at least you don't forget it. Like I haven't forgotten about it, but I'm no longer going to let it worry me today. Because again, like we said, our emotional, mental state, it matters when it comes to our physical state. So you definitely don't want right. to worry about little, you don't want to have this chronic anxiety and worry because it causes stress and inflammation in the body. And that shows up, Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, holding on to our weight and holding on to um, things that we want to let go, like the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so another thing that we can do is setting intentions and just which we've talked about this before. It seems like we <laughs> a lot of them have been redundant, but it is we have to drive it home because all of right. that stuff matters in your life when you're talking about wellness. So when you wake up each morning, like I said, having um gratitude, but also saying today I'm going to be well, and mm-hmm. then that leads you to how. I'm going to drink water. Right. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to not have sugar. I'm going to not be pissed off at my boss today because it's not worth my mental sanity to be worried about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right. setting an intention to be well. And if you're setting an intention to be well, your actions are going to follow those intentions versus just waking up all willy nilly. Well, I haven't even decided how I'm going to feel today. So let's see who's going, you know, what shift am I going to have? And how is that going to ruin my day? I laugh now when people are like, well, so-and-so made me, they took me out of myself <laughs> and they took me out of pocket. And I'm like, no, you allowed yourself to go there. You allow right. yourself to be taken into that direction. We ain't trying to get nobody that much power. No, I mean, I think it's a victim stance to say that somebody yep, made it is. that it's Very so childish. So. And it reminds me of a kid who's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I wasn't going to do that, but they made me mad. Nobody made you right. mad. Decided <laughs> to be mad. Like, come on, we're grown. Let's right. not do that. But, um, right. but that's just having self-awareness and knowing that we have control. Yep. And I think a lot of us don't realize how much control that we have over our lives. We think that there's someone mm-hmm. else or some person or being or an entity or God that is controlling everything that we do. And that's simply not true. You are in complete Right. Control. And I think that's what we're doing with mm-hmm. what we're doing, you know, talking about real issues. We're empowering women mm-hmm. and giving them their power back, mm-hmm. you know, giving you stuff that you can do to change the trajectory that your life is on. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing um, in regards to releasing this weight and releasing the mental weight, you got to learn to motivate yourself. There's not mm-hmm. going to be a cheerleader always in your corner. There's not going to be somebody that's saying, okay, you know, let's wake up and get up and let's move. 
that's right. not going to happen all the time. And you've got to learn to take action without motivation. Again, if you set that intention when you wake up in the morning, I don't need anybody to motivate me because I've decided that I, I'm going to be well today. So mm-hmm. I may not feel like it. I may want to go and have the two for one cupcakes, but I've made an, a decision to be well today. That doesn't fall in line. So I don't have to be motivated to not make that decision. I don't need to call my girlfriend, girl, I'm having a struggle. Help me. No, you're not struggling. You want confirmation <laughs> that it's okay for you to go and do what you decided to do already. Yeah. Right. So you have right. to just kind of get with it and move forward and do things that you know needs to be done. And one of the last things that I have is practicing self-discipline. And that goes along the mm-hmm. line with it, trusting yourself and making the commitment to yourself. Because when you break your own commitments, when we say, oh, I'm going to start Monday and Monday comes and then it's like, oh, I'm going to start next Monday, you mm-hmm. begin to not trust yourself. So your word means mm-hmm. nothing to you. And that's very dangerous because you can't make commitments and you, you don't even trust yourself. So nothing you say really matters. And then you never really kind of get to the thing that you need to do. So practicing self-discipline in the little things, like make a small commitment. Don't try to overhaul your life overnight, but make a small right. commitment to maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you just, I'm going to drink a bottle of water every morning I get up. It's something simple, but or mm-hmm. I'm going to commit to having a good breakfast or I'm going to commit to not be angry when I drive in to work, I'm going to do everything that I have to do to not be angry because I'm making a commitment to myself to have self-discipline and to do, you know, something for me that's going to be beneficial for the rest of my life. So those, that's what, that's all I have on. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I just want to end with one of, you know, I'm, I'm the quote king, queen. <laughs> okay, quote queen. But, uh, right. One of the things we're talking about release and then, you know, we're always looking for outside answers. We're always looking for other things um, to kind of make our life be the heaven on earth. And one of Mark Nepo's quotes is rather than finding heaven on earth, because we're always searching for it here. I think we're asked to release heaven by living on earth, by taking charge of our lives, by by you know, taking that responsibility, trusting ourselves, believing in ourselves and living that heaven right here, releasing that right here on earth. We have the power to do that. God's given us that. And we just need to activate that and move that forward into our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's my ending. Nice. Well, that's good. Well, I hope you ladies have enjoyed this episode. Um, I know we yes. enjoy actually doing it because it gives us an opportunity to reach more people. Um, so yeah, again, like the, um, podcast, subscribe to the podcast, be sure to leave us reviews because it helps us reach more people. And we totally, totally enjoy doing this. It's like our way of, um, teaching what we've learned. And again, just having one to many versus one-on-one when we are coaching. So that's all we have for today. And yeah, y'all have a great week and we will see y'all or talk to y'all again on Sunday. Yes. Have an awesome week, ladies. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We know you enjoyed it because you listened to the end. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. It helps us reach more women who can be helped by the information that we share. 
We are thinking about opening up some group coaching for women across around this idea of creating true wellness and getting back to basics. Most of us don't need more inspiration or motivation. We need accountability and support. And that is exactly what is lacking for most women who fail to achieve the life they truly want and love. So we want to help you by bringing together a small, intimate group of women across the country for six to eight weeks of a coaching opportunity. You would get one-on-one coaching with us and you would get to share in this process with other women. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Send us an email at therealwomanfactor at gmail.com with the subject line, I want true wellness. And we'll leave the email in the show notes just in case you missed that. Or you can message us on Instagram at therealwomanfactor, letting us know that you want to be a part. So until next time, be well. Be well.